Are you trying to stay up to date on crypto events? Well, you're in luck because we have another crypto current for you right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. Welcome back, Cryptocrats. We are coming at you with another cryptocurrent today where we cover all things current events in the blockchain and crypto world. Joining us today, as always, is Crypto Corey. How are you, Crypto Corey? I'm doing great. It's a great day to be here. It, I, it is a great day. Today has been a very good day. Had some crazy stuff going on at work, which I was dealing with up until we started recording, but uh, I think things have been resolved, so I'm glad that's over wouldn't it be nice if we could just make money off of this podcast and that's the goal maybe we, one we day quit our jobs we become professionals we we go maybe when we go from eight listeners to 16 we double our listener base <laughs> maybe then we can we might need some sponsors we might need some sponsors um all right well we got some interesting news for our listeners today um and most of this will uh, actually surrounds ukraine because that's like yeah, I mean, one of the biggest news stories going on right now. Ukraine's a, a hot topic, and there's a lot uh, to do with crypto out there and Ukraine. So I thought we would um, we would cover some uh, Ukraine uh, items. Well, that sounds perfect to me. But first, let's talk about something here in the U.S. So the U.S. Treasury is. So are they? Um, well, I guess I'll just kind of read this first. U.S. Treasury is monitoring crypto use to evade sanctions. And that's what the, uh, so that the Treasury Secretary Yellen was the one who said that. So my question is, are, who's using crypto to evade sanctions? Like what's going on here? Yeah, this, so this is pointed at Russia. And uh, I'll just be upfront. Yellen is not a fan of cryptocurrency, um, in my opinion, because it diminishes her power as Treasury Secretary to control uh, a monetary system um you know bitcoin is outside of her control she cannot control it she cannot stop it and i don't think she likes that uh, neither does uh senator elizabeth warren she wants cryptocurrencies heavily regulated and um, i suspect shut down um and so anytime that they can come up with something negative about cryptocurrency they're they're all over it and so what this is is they're saying hey we think russia is going to use cryptocurrency to uh, get around the sanctions. And so the question that I would ask our listeners is how? Yes, it's true that you can't stop Putin from buying a, you know, a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, but how's he going to buy it? Is he going to take the Russian ruble, which has lost what 30% of its value since the sanctions have gone in place, and he's going to take those Russian rubles and, and buy the cryptocurrency where? On Coinbase, maybe? No. You think Coinbase is going to let him? No, probably you, not. You have to do... Well, yeah. And, K- well, KYC, if, know your... Not KFC, like you thought, but nah, well. KYC, know your customer. So so Vladimir Putin is going to sign up for Coinbase, is going to pull out his Russian passport and say, Comrade, sell me some Bitcoin for some rubles. You really think that that's going to happen? No, there's no way. No way in the world. So, so where is he going to get this black market off-budget, uh, sanction-evading crypto. Where's he going to get it? Well, I feel like even then, if you take it a step further, say he did get it, who's going to sell stuff to him? Yeah. Because the sanctions are still in place. Like, he can't go to 
I don't know. What's another crypto friendly country? I th- not China. Okay, well, he can't like, go Ch- to China, China is crypto friendly in that they're going to to create their own oh, their own crypto their own crypto currency. Um, but they're they're not Bitcoin friendly. So I mean, it, what is he going to buy? Yeah, he can't go to the United anybody in the United States who maybe accepts Bitcoin. He can't be like, hey, I'm going to buy a billion dollars worth of I don't know grain with Bitcoin. They would know that it's coming from Russia. I mean, you'd hope they would know, and then. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how, I feel like the sanction would still be in place. Like, how, how is this any different than than gold, other than cryptocurrency? Uh, and I think this kind of proves the, the point that cryptocurrency is superior to gold. Um, but but how how is this any different than him using gold or him trading oil for wheat or or doing anything else? The whole idea is that that the world is turned against uh, Putin and Russia, and they're not going to do business with him. So whether he has cryptocurrency, U.S. dollars, rubles, gold. Silver, diamonds, uh, emeralds, what what difference does it make what currency that he has, be it digital or non, how is he going to evade the sanctions? And and that's the point that a lot of people, not, not just myself, have brought up and said, really, uh, we don't see billions of dollars of, of uh, Bitcoin flowing in and out of Russia right now. Um, so evading sanctions, I just don't see Putin doing it. Now, Let's talk about how a sanction could be um, avoided by some of the Russian oligarchs. Now, maybe they're able to get their hands on some Bitcoin and they want to, you know, buy a place that they can go and hide out in uh, and, and escape Russia and, and hide out somewhere until this blows over. Well, a lot of the countries are looking at freezing the tangible assets that these Russian oligarchs have in some of the other countries, like in, in Western Europe or throughout the world, um, anyone who's friendly to the sanctions is looking at actually taking their assets from them, which I honestly don't know if I agree with that because it's not, if you happen to be a Russian billionaire, perhaps you are a Putin supporter. Perhaps you're part of the problem. But in reality, you could be totally innocent of this and now they're going to take your property because the leader of your country does something wrong. I, I don't know that I yeah, agree with that. That's pretty fair. But so, so how are they going to use the Bitcoin? They're going to go buy a piece of property. I guess they could set up some sort of shell company and then buy it through that. But, but the minute that you hit some regulation where you've got to prove who the buyer is, um, that's where the sanctions, you know, really will hammer down. And it doesn't matter what you're using for currency. So, you know, Secretary Yellen. We know you don't like cryptocurrency, so you can keep saying this, but Russia is not evading sanctions with Bitcoin. It's just not happening. What if she's one of our eight listeners? Uh, well, in that case, my opinion of her will change and instantly go up, and we love you, Secretary Yellen, but she's she's not listening to this podcast. She her doesn't. and Ted Cruz both listen to our <laughs> podcast. Why do you think he bought a Bitcoin? We bought a Bitcoin on our advice. Yeah, so, yeah, she doesn't. she just doesn't like crypto. All right, well... There you have it. Um, let's move on with the Ukrainian news. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty. The, all these stories have to deal with uh, have to do with the Russian Ukrainian war in some way, shape, or form. Um, but this is a pretty interesting one. Um, Ukraine has added Dogecoin to the list of accepted cryptos, and in addition to that, the Prime Minister has asked Elon Musk and the Do- and a Dogecoin co-founder to donate to them. So that's pretty, I don't know, that's pretty cool. I guess now Dogecoin actually does have a more solid 
use case? Yeah, so there's um, there's a lot more to this story than, than just what, what you see on the surface. So th- there's actually two stories that, that we're going to cover, um, and I guess we'll cover them both at the same time uh, to, to make it easier. So the Ukraine has ma- raised more than $54 million in crypto. Um, and it, and it's really, um, it's not surprising to me, but I, I guess it shows how much heart the crypto com- community really has. Uh, the people who are into crypto, um, I mean, you know, I, I know there's a lot that get into it because they want to make, uh, a lot of money or become rich overnight, which isn't really going to happen. But by and large, the leaders of the crypto communities are freedom loving people and care deeply about freedom for everyone throughout the world. We want people to be free and we want them to have the ability to to have a currency or a store of value that they can save in that won't be eroded by inflation and can't be confiscated at the whim of an evil government. And and that is really showing in the people who are donating to Ukraine. They want Ukraine to be free. They want them to to fight Russia and and not get uh, destroyed, and you know, in just a matter of days, they've raised fifty four um, million dollars in crypto. And first, it was Bitcoin and Ethereum, but now they're opening it up to to any cryptocurrency um, that anyone's willing to donate. So, like Dogecoin. So this is where Dogecoin came in. So, well, you, didn't even the founder of VeChain. Yes, he did. Sonny Lou said that he would donate. I can't remember how many millions worth of V chain to them. If, I want to say it was a hundred million, but yeah, if they would, if, I could be wrong. If they would open up a, a V chain address and send it to him um, from their official channel, he said that he would donate to them, which I applaud. Uh, so, but let's dig into what this really means. Ukraine's asking Elon Musk for Dogecoin. I want you to think about how far the world has come in terms of communication and the ability for the leader of a nation that is being oppressed by Russia to use social media to reach out to a billionaire uh, like Elon Musk and ask him straight up, hey man, can you can you help me out by sending some Dogecoin? Um, earlier, he asked, and, and I don't know if he specifically asked, but he talked about having, no, no, he did ask. Uh, he he talked about how their communications have been disrupted and he really needed some Starlink uh, internet service. And Elon Musk says, hey, Starlink is is activated for your country and we're sending you some uh, satellite dishes to be able to, to use it. And he says, and there'll be more on the way. And, and then he goes on to say, hey, um, these could probably be targeted by Russia. So, you know, when you set them up, make sure you set them up away from people so that if they do get, you know, blown up, it won't harm anyone try to camouflage them and only turn them on when you need to communicate and then, and then turn them off again so that they can't uh, pick up the, the the signal if they have a way to do that. And I think that's pretty cool. This was all done through social media. Think of, think of how much the world has changed. Um, people don't have to rely on CNN or Fox news or, or any of the, of the big uh, cable news broadcasters. We can get our, our uh, information for good or for bad through social media. I I personally haven't been on Fox News or CNN. I've been actually following the people who are on the ground in the Ukraine and are and are asking for help and we can get this information directly from them instead of having it it 
uh, picked up by a news agency and and spun with their own personal opinion or, or bias. And so the whole world becomes aware instantly of what's going on in Ukraine. We see the bombs dropping. We 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 hear people telling their own personal story of, hey, I'm hiding out here. Uh, this is what's going on in, in my neighborhood and able to show pictures and post that to social media. We've never had anything like that uh, in the history of the world. So we are in unprecedented times. And it's really interesting that with the rise of technology and communication has come crypto. It is it is part of this whole ecosystem. And in my opinion, kind of a forerunner to what we've talked about in the past of the whole idea of the metaverse and, and Web3, this is Web2 on steroids right now, approaching Web3, where everything comes together, everything is um, connected, connected, and you know your digital identity becomes something that you can own and can be used in different places, and kind of like how you use like a Google sign-on. I don't know, you'll go to some website sometimes, and instead of uh, creating an account, you can just sign in with your Google account. You will have that type of identity for the metaverse, and we'll be able to go to different places with this digital identity. This is all part of what, what we're seeing happening right now. What is going on in Ukraine is the perfect example of how a digital world can connect us and how cryptocurrency can help out a country that is, you know, uh, under the under the heel of a of a horrible dictator yeah no that's really interesting that's i hadn't really thought of that it, it's been for me it's been really cool to see the response of everybody like it seems like the whole world has unilaterally condemned uh russia and even russians themselves ha- yeah. are speaking up and saying they want no part of this kind of thing yeah again there, there's been even pr- some of the soldiers i feel like are that's that, that's what we've hear we've heard. Um, so uh, one person that I follow on Twitter has uh, shared his personal story, and and he was telling of uh, that he was getting reports that in Crimea some of the Russian soldiers were were defecting and refusing to fight the the Ukrainians. Now I don't I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't seen that uh, corroborated by any any news source anywhere. Um, but it's just interesting that this type of information can flow now. Granted, rumors can flow just as fast. Yeah, yeah. But and and I, I have heard that there have been a lot of like videos that ha- of propaganda basically from both sides that probably isn't true. But I mean, at the same time, yeah. You so never know. for for me, I I trust the individuals who have been active in the, in the the crypto community who have been, uh, you know, had social media accounts for a, a long period of time who are just telling. Uh, their, their story, you know, here's where I'm at. I think I'm safe. Uh, everything's going okay, but uh, also posting videos of, of things that are going on in their country. So, and, and another thing I think I, and I heard this comparison earlier today on a, on a podcast I was listening to, but I, from what I understand, um, Russians and Ukrainians kind of see themselves as, you know, pretty closely related. And, you know, for even some of the soldiers, it's almost as if like, if it's like imagine if the united states invaded canada like so yes they just wouldn't do that the so even the soldiers just they were like we're not gonna fight these guys you know it's canada right and that's kind of how a lot of soldiers probably see it too so i think i think we should take over canada they've got amazing maple just, syrup up there canadian bacon i mean um, i mean we we should just we should go up there just roll across Make the border the 51st state the 51st no you you bring up an excellent point 
Um, there are a lot of Canadians that uh, live in the United States, um, people that you might know and you work with, and all of a sudden you find out, oh, you're you're a, a Canadian citizen. <clears throat> they might be here on a on a green card, uh, or have become a a, a a naturalized citizen. I've known uh, several Canadians in my lifetime. I actually lived in Canada for a couple of years, um, and there's Americans who also live live in Canada. And so we're, you know, we're pretty close to our, our northern neighbors. I don't, I just can't imagine the U.S. Uh, getting U.S. soldiers to go across the border and shoot Canadians. Yeah, I, I just, just don't think anybody would do it. I, yeah, I, I think they'd be like, what are, what are you talking about? Why? Why are, yeah. we, why are you doing this? Well, because Canada threatened us, really? And, and that's what Putin's saying is that, that the Ukraine is threatening threatening. Uh, Which, no, who actually believes that? Nobody. Yeah. I, Abs- including Putin. <laughs> He uh, he knows that they don't threaten him. He said that he he's going into the Ukraine for the denazification, as in Nazis. He says Nazism is strong in in the Ukraine, and that's just that's just silly. So I mean, if our president came out, uh, President Biden, hopefully he knows where Canada is. But if he came out and said, um, you know, we're going to denazify. Uh, Canada, we're going to go up there and uh, invade them. Invade them because they're threatening our sovereignty and they're just a danger up to the north. That, that's just not going to happen. Just, I, I just yeah. can't imagine our generals going, "Yeah, Commander in Chief, we're just we're going to we're going to attack Canada." Um, I wouldn't so, do it. Yeah. So hopefully, like my hope is, and this is like total. I know we've totally gone off the topic. Of we're so show, far but, off the topic. But this is I don't know. This is like important an important current event. It's like, anyways. So I'm hopeful that because of all these things that finally the pressure will just get to Russia and they'll have to call it off and hopefully not too many lives will be lost. Yeah, it's we'll, just, I don't know. It's just sad. We'll, we'll see. Our, our poor eight listeners. Our, I'm so sorry that we, we've we drug you this far off topic. We're so sorry, Ted Cruz and Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> or not Elizabeth Warren. It was uh, uh, Secretary, Secretary Yellen. Um, so yeah, so we're starting to get a little bit long. We tried to keep these to 15 minutes and we've already reached that. So let's yeah. let's grab our last topic. All right, our last topic has nothing to do with crypto. Has nothing to do with crypto, but the hacker group Anonymous has vowed to disrupt Russia's internet. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry. This is just a personal indulgence. Um Anonymous causes a lot of problems. They they're a very active um almost uh anarchy type group uh they're very anti-authority you know authoritarian so they don't like anybody in in any authority anywhere and they just cause problems all over the world but god bless them they're they're bringing their powers to bear against russia now they've done this before haven't they i want to say something else happened a couple years ago where they jumped in and I, I can't remember. They're always cropping up in, yeah. in the news. Oh, I can't remember what it was. So I remember a long time ago, the first um, hacking group that I ever came across, and this was a long time ago, and I think they're still out there, was the Cult of the Dead Cow. And I remember I was just getting into uh, computer programming, and, and I started reading about the, the Cult of the Dead Cow, or, or C, CDC. And, uh, you know, they had claimed that they had been able to take geosynchronous uh, satellites out of orbit, that they had hacked the Pentagon, and I was always fascinated by the ability of someone to, you know, to hack into a system um, until I until I started to learn more about how hacking actually takes place. And it's really not as glamorous as the as the movies make it look. But there are a lot of smart people out there who know a lot of uh, exploits. 
And uh, apparently, uh, at least unofficially, according to them, they've taken uh, some of the Russian government uh, websites down. They've taken a, a news agency offline. And so, you know, if they've been able to do that, then you know what? Anonymous, you have my support. Keep it up. It's like cyberbullying, but in a good for a good cause. Yeah. So, yeah, cy- cyberbully Russia. So, I mean, this didn't have really anything to do with crypto. I just thought it was interesting to throw it out there since... Uh, since our theme seems to be the Russia-Ukrainian conflict. All right. Well, before we sign off on this cryptocurrent, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, we are at the underscore cryptocracy. And on Instagram, we are just at the cryptocracy. There's no space between the and cryptocracy. Uh, I used to think there was, but there's actually not. Um, And then... Go ahead, if you would, uh, be so kind and leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. That really helps. And share this with your friends and family if they are in any um, they want, are wanting to learn more about blockchain and cryptocurrency. Uh, we'd appreciate you sharing this. And with that, always remember to stay crypto.